0: On this episode of the iFilmmaker Podcast, we're talking about Panasonic's new S1 and S1R cameras. Welcome to another episode of the iFilmmaker Podcast. My name is Ariel Martinez, and today uh, we're going to go ahead and discuss, not really discuss, I'm just going to rant here because I'm actually writing solo on this one. Mr. Cervatelli is crazy busy. He'll be back with us soon. Uh, But I did want to kind of get this episode released and I just want to go over my thoughts on the Panasonic Lumix S series full frame cameras that was just released and in their big announcement referring to the the S1 and S1R uh, cameras and these have been the rumors that have I guess been circulating uh, everywhere I heard these rumors uh, everyone around me heard these rumors Very interesting stuff. Now, it's, it's, I mean, I think a lot of people are very excited, including myself. I haven't decided yet if I plan on picking this up. There's a couple reasons for that, but I'll, I'll, we'll talk about that later. I just kind of want to, I guess, go over these cameras, see what they look like. Uh, and no doubt this is definitely an attempt to tap into the, not an attempt, this isn't, (laughs) they're definitely tapping into the, uh, into the sony a7s a7r nikon z7 z6 uh markets there and this is now panasonic's uh time to shine and um it's very exciting a lot of people are extremely excited i guess the biggest i would say the biggest announcement for these cameras is that they're now full frame cameras uh and that has people very very excited now you Know Panasonic, they've given us fantastic specs with the G, uh, GH5 and GH5S. Terrific! You know, they've um, they have the 4K, uh, 24 and 30 frames per second recording at 10 bit internally, which is fantastic. Uh, and then their 4K 60p internally, even though it's not 10 bit, it's something it's 4K 60p. The first camera. Uh, of its form factor to do that and now even even till even now let me let me let me double check I'm pretty sure this this is the case but even now the the Nikon uh, Z6 and Z7 do not have 4k uh, 60p if I'm not mistaken and I'm pretty sure that that's the case it only the 4k only goes up to 30 frames per second and yes it is the case uh, you know, Panasonic improving on their already gorgeous, gorgeous uh cameras and form factors and whatnot, and basically giving the uh the audience, uh, us the consumers, the prosumers, etc., what we're literally asking for is a huge move, and they continue and continue to do this. Uh, obviously, <laughs> you already know how this episode is going to go. I'm going to love all over this, the, the the paper specs, the key specs of what's been released. Obviously, this is no way to judge a camera. You have to get it. You have to use it. You have to see the actual footage. And you have to use it in a way that you yourself actually shoot. Um, I've always been skeptical about the videos that these companies release with regards to their own gear. I think Sony's... Uh, a perfect example of this. Their videos that they release when they release, like, for example, the A6300, uh, obviously, it's beautiful stuff, but that's their professionals, their colorist, all that stuff, handling this, uh, handling the footage of of their own product. You have to get these, and you have to use it the way you're going to use it, handle it the way you would normally handle footage for your own work, and that's, I think, the only way to to really tell if this camera is going to be useful for you or for, you know, for, for your projects and the way that you have to shoot. Now, I'm a big fan. Let's go over these, I guess, bullet point uh, features here for the these cameras. So, these are the key features for the Panasonic. The key features for both the, the S1R and the S1. Um, and these are taken from the press release. Uh, basically, uh, the Lumix... S1R is a full-frame camera, which is going to have 47-megapixel sensor. And then the S1 is going to have a full-frame 24-megapixel sensor. Now, just like the Sony a7SR uh, series, I, I, I assume... I can only assume that the 47-megapixel sensor is more for... Even though they say that these both are for photos, the 47-megapixel sensor, I believe it's, I guess mostly for pictures and then the S1 the 24 megapixel sensor is mostly for video it's so that it can improve the video quality of that uh of the performance of that camera because as you know uh the higher the megapixels the lower the ISO sensitivity is going to be uh I'm sorry the higher the megapixels uh the better the ISO will perform the lower the megapixels the the, the better the ISO performs. So usually that's why you see the uh, the a7S and a7R have completely different um, megapixels and completely different ISO sensitivity levels. So that's what you get with those two cameras. And it seems like that's what they're doing here. Um, and I believe that's also the case for the Nikon Z6 and Z7. Uh, so both of these cameras will be able to, to record 4K, 50 and 60 frames per second in 4K internally. Uh, and now I haven't seen anywhere where that would be 10 bit. I've only heard that from a friend, uh, but I do not see where it says that it would be 10 bit 4k 60p. So take that into consideration. Even, I mean, let's be honest, even if that were the case that it, that it's not 10 bit it's Still pretty freaking good again. The GH5 is the and the GH5S are the only cameras currently that can do that. So imagine getting that but in full frame. So it's still good. Uh, oh, and by the way, I, I don't see any prices anywhere. I assume that they were not announced. I can only imagine it's just going to compete somewhere in the realm of where the A7S and the, the, the Nikons are and etc. So it's somewhere in between I would say the $1,500 and $3,000 range or $3,500. Somewhere in there, it's gonna be. I am assuming that's only my estimation. So these cameras—they've actually been working together with uh, Leica and Sigma. Leica and Sigma have been, have partnered up with Panasonic for the release of these cameras. Um, this will this will have an L mount. It will have Leica's uh, proprietary L mount, um, which is okay. Okay. Um, I assume they would hopefully have adapters because a lot of, you know, professionals like me, I use a lot of Canon glass. The reason I use Canon glass is with my Sony's and any other camera that I use is because Canon glass is much more adaptable to other cameras uh, via an adapter. So I have the Metabone speed booster adapter, I have Sigma's adapters, etc. So I assume there's going to be an adapter that's going to be released with all this stuff. Uh, so there's that. Um, and so is coming out with their proprietary, uh, lenses for this camera. And also Sigma has announced that they will be releasing their versions of their proprietary lenses for this camera. Uh, so it's all pretty exciting stuff. Now, whether they're zoom lenses or primes, I'm not sure. I think Panasonic is coming out with their own, um, lenses. I'll get to that in just a second. Uh, and by the way, everything that I'm talking about here, you can all go check that out at the, at the new ifilmmaker.tv, uh, website. I've made a full on blog post about that. Check that out. Uh, there's a lot of written information on there that I probably won't get to. Uh, but there's a lot more information there. Go to ifilmmaker.tv. Uh, so moving forward, uh, it has a new, has a new dual IS image stabilization that works both with the sensor and the lens, basically the lens and the sensor, you know, uh, have internal image stabilization, which is really good. I hope it works just as good as the, the GH5 image stabilization. Although I don't know. I know that the reason why they removed it from a GH5S is just because there was no room, not that much room to, to be able to have that larger sensor. Now, this being a full frame, uh, a full frame sensor, I'm not sure how much room they had to work with in the same sort of form factor. So I'm very interested to see how they kind of uh, came to being able to have that. So that that's very interesting to see that. But they do the, say um, that it has it. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. So it has dual memory card slots. One for XQD cards and one for SD card. That is amazing. That is so good. Uh, about an episode or two ago. Uh, Mr. Servitelli and I were just discussing how the FS7 is proprietary. I'm sorry, not the FS7, the Nikon Z7, how they made their card slots proprietary only for QXD cards. I don't know if it was one, I'm um, I'm sorry, I said X7, I meant Z7, uh, Z6 and Z7 um, cameras that it has an XQD card slot, just one of them, and you can't. there's no option to use SD cards, that is ridiculous. That is insane. For anybody that's trying to purchase a camera like this, it's most likely because either you want to keep the form factor down or that's just the level of filmmaking that you're in, which is not a bad thing. It's not. But to not give them the option to record SD in SD cards, that is insane. And we already broke through all the, how much XQD cards cost. And how much, how they're, I think, only like two or three brands that make them currently, and how expensive they are. That is insane uh, to not have that option of shooting in that, uh, I guess, re- uh, recording level, recording format. So, <clears throat> Panasonic has both QXD card and SD card. So, you have that option, which is really, really good. I think that was a great move um, from Panasonic. Uh, it does have a three-axis tilt screen, a uh, tiltable screen, which is really cool. Uh, I mean, that's great. I I would prefer a swivel LCD screen like you see on the on the uh, on the GH5 and GH5S. But I'm not going to be that person complaining about everything. So um, that would have been nice. Uh, I'm sure they had their reasons for doing that. But I, you know, I definitely I'm a big fan of the swivel out lcd screen in fact i feel weird when i don't swivel it out and i just leave it flat on the camera's back Ugh, i i don't know how i used to shoot like that all the time anyways uh let's move on to the lenses that they released with this so the panasonic also announced three new l mount lenses so they're going to be releasing three uh uh three lumix s series lenses and they're going to they're gonna have their i believe no so one of them is the the 50 millimeter prime it's a f 1.4 the other one is a 24 to 105 and the other one is a 70 to 200 not sure what the f stops on those will be and they said um also in their press release it's going to be by 2020 they expect to have 10 lenses on the market so uh yeah that's I mean, 2020 is pretty far, but I guess I assume that they'll be released one at a time or a couple at a time, however they decide they're going to do this. But I love that, you know, that they, I don't know how I feel. It's really hard to tell if you love that they made the announcement, but it's not going to be till later and and this and that. But it seems like, um, you know, they're, they're really trying to, I guess, give consumers and prosumers what they're asking for at the same time, they're trying to be transparent about everything. At least that's how I perceive it. Do not attack me, uh, for having my own opinions. Uh, so yeah, I think that, um, a lot of people are very excited about this and, uh, yeah, I'm very excited to see where this is going to basically be, uh, uh, where this is going to be going. I mean, the, the GH5 and GH5S have made quite a splash in the industry, uh, with regards to these kinds of cameras, I know that they're tapping into that market slowly but surely. People like me, people have, I, I, I definitely uh, pushed back before getting the GH5, which I am a GH5 owner, and uh, it took me a long time to finally come to that decision, but when I did finally do it, and I picked up the GH5, I had absolutely no regrets. Had this camera been out, this is really what I was waiting for with that regard. Like, if this would have been out, it would have been no question. I would be going for this camera. Again, this is assuming that the video quality is up to par, that everything is up to par, just like we just read uh, currently right now. Um, and th- th- that's basically where I'm at. And that's where I stand with this camera. I think it's a great piece of tech. I think that it's definitely going to make a huge, huge Splash, uh, in the market, in the industry, and 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 whatnot. So, uh, kudos to uh, Panasonic for uh, for this new, I guess, announcement because it hasn't officially been released. On other news, Red has released a. Is it? I don't know if they released or announced. Uh, Red has announced that their eight K Monstro camera uh will now be available in monochrome version for those of you that don't know monochrome is simply just black and white um so everything you shoot is basically a sensor that only (laughs) shoots in black and white now i know what you're asking why would anybody want to have a like fifty thousand dollar fifty sixty thousand dollar red camera that only shoots in black and white so the reason for this and i don't know the exact science behind it um and okay, and it says here it's a, it's going to be about 40, 44500 So the reason for this is because uh, basically a sensor that doesn't have to read the RGB colors and it only has to read the monochrome, you'll get an overall sharper image, an overall cleaner image, etc. That's kind of the vague science behind it. It's not even science. It's just the vague information behind that. Um, but it's pretty cool i think it's pretty cool it's definitely this is a camera that's definitely um uh, for very specific use if you absolutely know that your project that your good high-end project is going to be in black and white uh this is the camera to get obviously this is what they're targeting um because they, they they push it pretty uh extensively uh, I would say I don't know of any other cameras that maybe because I don't research I didn't actually did no research but I haven't heard of any other cameras out there that are just that shoots monochrome specific so uh very interesting from Red and um and Jared from uh from Red so that that's actually very pretty cool stuff So I think that that's where we're going to leave this episode I know it's a very very short one quick roughly 20 minute episode uh but we will be back very soon uh i know that you guys have been contacting me a lot on on uh on social media instagram asking me questions and i've been trying to respond as much as i possibly can if you don't already do so go ahead and follow me i am at arielmartinez.tv. that just happens to be my website as well but also go over and check out the brand new ifilmmaker.tv website it is fantastic i think i am Um, We're opening that website up to other content creators. So if you're a content creator that is currently either you have a YouTube channel and you're actually putting stuff out there, contact us. Go to the ifilmmaker.tv website. If you're a content creator, contact us uh, and let us show us, send us links of what you're doing, what you got going on there, because we would love to feature your work uh, on the ifilmmaker.tv website. Uh, And the way that works is basically we give you a login. You can put in your post every time you make a post. And uh, you have full access to basically post on the uh website for uh, even more optimal uh, exposure for whatnot. And the whole key to this whole thing is really to extend the network of content creators and basically allow people to come and, and, and be a part of this community, the small community that we've already created. And I think it's growing and you guys have been fantastic. So. Uh, moving forward with that, I think that that'd be a great deal. So remember, go to the ifilmmaker.tv website, contact us. You can also look at other blogs. Again, remember, I I did a full-on blog about the new Panasonic S1 and S1R cameras where you can have more information on on those two cameras and the releases and announcements and all that other stuff um, over on that blog. So go over there and check that out. Uh, Until then, don't forget, follow iFilmmaker everywhere. It's at iFilmmaker.tv for Instagram, etc. The Facebook page, all that good stuff. So if you guys have any questions, let me know. Uh, Shoot us over again, iFilmmaker.tv. Or you could ask me on my own personal Instagram page, uh, at ArielMartinez.tv. Until next time, thank you guys for listening. I'll catch you on the next one.